So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Genesis chapter 1 verse 27 through 28. It was always about fruit since the beginning. But what did God mean when he told Adam to be fruitful? Certainly he was not commanding mankind perpetually to procreate. If that were the case, Jesus in his 33-year ministry could not be considered fruitful. Wait, what? That's right. No wife, no kids. Just his crew of deplorables. Also, Jesus would not have praised eunuchs in Matthew chapter 19 verse 12 for their commitment to celibacy in the service of God's kingdom. And how cruel would it be for God to command his people to procreate, and yet many have prayed for countless hours to God and have faithfully tried over and over again to have children with no success. Let me just pause right here to tell your heart if that's you. God hears your prayers and he cares about the desires of your heart. As great as children are, and as much as Jesus loves them, having children is not his measure for the fruitfulness in your life. He isn't disappointed in you, and he loves you for who you are, not what you can do. In 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 38, Paul says that it is better not to marry, which would put a man and a woman in a position to also procreate, than to marry. But this does not make a whole lot of sense in light of Genesis chapter 1 verse 27, if God was commanding mankind to procreate. It begins to make much more sense when we understand that there are other ways by which people can be fruitful. And in today's podcast, we will learn more about being a condemnation-free, fruitful ancient disciple in a modern world. I'm Stephen. And this is the Light Disciple Podcast. Jesus' disciples are attached to him as a branch is attached to a vine. If a person claims to be his disciple, a production of much fruit is his or her confirmation. I am the true vine, and my father is the vineyard keeper. Every branch in me that does not produce fruit, he removes. And he prunes every branch that produces fruit so that it will produce more fruit. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I in you. Just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains on the vine, so neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit. Because you can do nothing without me. If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown aside like a branch and he withers. They gather them, throw them into the fire, 
and they are burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you want and it will be done for you. My father is glorified by this, that you produce much fruit and prove to be my disciples. John chapter 15, verse 1 through 8, HCSB. A false prophet or wolf in sheep's clothing can easily be identified because they can only produce bad fruit. Anything that gratifies the desires of the flesh is a bad fruit. Everything that glorifies the spirit is a good fruit. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruit. Grapes are not gathered from thorn bushes, nor figs from thistles, are they? So every good tree bears good fruit, but the bad trees bear bad fruit. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit, nor can a bad tree produce good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So then, you will know them by their fruits. Matthew chapter 7 verse 15 through 20 Above all else, the fruitful disciple is the free disciple. When Jesus comes into our lives and we decide to follow him as his disciples, he sets us free from the prison of our flesh so that we can serve one another humbly in love. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out, or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. Galatians chapter 5 verse 13 through 26 Now, instead of hating my neighbor, gratifying the desires of my flesh to make them pay for what they did to me, when I choose instead to love my neighbor, I produce much fruit. Now, instead of giving myself over to sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery, when I choose to wait in forbearance for Jesus himself to fill the holes in my heart, so I want for nothing but his love and the love he sends into my loneliness, I produce much fruit. Now, instead of growing seeds of discord with and jealousy and envy towards my neighbor, 
when I choose foolishly to submit to the peace of God that surpasses all understanding, and it feels absolutely foolish in the midst of a storm to partake in God's peace because it makes no sense to my inferior mind, body, and soul that is readily experiencing turmoil, to our all-knowing God who sleeps peacefully through the worst of storms, I produce much fruit. And now, instead of looking down at my fruitless branches, in frustration and disappointment, overwhelmed and discouraged by my fell selfish ambitions, I've been following you for so many years now, Jesus. When are you going to help me in my areas of need? And why are my fruit taking so long to come in? When I choose to remain faithful and help myself to Jesus' abundant kindness, I produce much fruit. From the Garden of Eden until today, the year of our Lord, AD 2022, a major feature of God's design for all creation has involved the consumption, production, and distribution of good fruit. And our downfall has been and continues to be the consequence of the consumption, production, and distribution of bad fruit. The Light Disciple is a fruitful disciple not due to the selfish ambitions and mustering up of fruit that has artificial ingredients, dyes, additives, and genetic modification. That is bad fruit, no matter how good we can doctor it up to look. We are fruitful disciples because Jesus is our true vine, and He has crucified our flesh. Now in His Spirit, and with all of our flaws, we can produce good fruit. As we conclude today's episode, let us remember these three things. Because I am attached to Jesus' vine, I can produce good fruit. God loves me for who I am, not what I can do. And God is growing fruits of His Spirit in me so that I can give them out to a modern world that is starving to know who He is and the nourishing truth of His Word. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing and giving a five-star review. If you know someone who may be interested in learning about being a fruitful disciple, we encourage you to share this show with them. Thank you for your support as always and for joining us for today's show. We'll see you next time.